Well, Happy New Year. We're back. Sky is Blue podcast, bi-monthly. Just before the Portsmouth game in the FA Cup, the last time we brought you a podcast with me, Phil Toonley, Daryl Carpenter, Paul Fisher and Stuart Basson. So the old team back together again. And, uh, well, we'll be talking about various games in the league for Chesterfield and also the FA Cup, maybe even touch on the FA Trophy at some stage. Looking back to the first half of the season as a whole, probably 2023 as a whole, soon as it's the new year, and uh, looking forward to what Chesterfield are doing. But, you know, since we were here last, cup run, not really running the FA Trophy, but still in it, Welling United to come. But, Stuart Basson, most importantly of all, a great run in the National League that's kept Chesterfield at arm's length from Bromley and Barnet, really, even though they keep on churning out the, the positive results. But the game against Solihull on New Year's Day, a, a 14th consecutive home win in all competitions, barking mad. It is, isn't it? it, it absolutely mental. It, it is. You know, and the noise when the third one went in, I don't think I've heard anything like mm. that in this stadium. You know, when we won league two championships in this stadium twice you know and things like that you know we, we, we've we've been three one up against West Brom and all that and and and, and the noise was just phenomenal you know um, as you say uh, longest run of, um, of of home wins for a long time isn't it um, unbeaten at home so far which is glorious long may that continue you know not failed to score at home since February last year we've got nearly a year scoring in every home game you know, um, and to come back from two 0 down to win three two in any game is 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 wonderful. But you know, against them, my goodness, wasn't yeah. that nice? Especially on the back of that two 0 defeat on Boxing Day. Well, indeed, yeah. That 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 was that was a well a hiccup now, wasn't it? That's all it was to look at it. You know, whereas if it had been nil two and stayed nil two um, yesterday, wasn't it? Um, then that would have been you know a, a, a serious kind of stutter wouldn't it mm-hmm. and everybody you know you say Bromley keep going and, 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 and Barnet keep going they do and, and and until the 63rd minute yesterday they were only four points was it behind us mm-hmm. you know and then they all watching at home on the BBC website or whatever had to watch as the goals went in you know one one two 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 three two and they must have thought God, I mean, that must be that, you know, almost, you know, not that anybody up here is, you know, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, yeah, to let them get so close and then say, oh, actually, we'll just have a seven point margin, if you mm. don't mind, mm. you know, mm. um, that must knock their confidence, not as much as a defeat would have knocked ours, obviously, but, um, you know, they, they, they see themselves closing and closing and closing and just having to win every game just to keep up, that must be immensely tiring to have to do that mm. well Paul last season we were looking at Wrexham and Notts County in the same vein yeah. weren't we that we'd win you'd see that Wrexham were 2-0 down with three seconds to go at win and Notts County the same so we know how Bromley feel yeah well exactly they're always chasing aren't they that's the thing once you have to chase as well it's always very difficult and Chesterfield have found that last two seasons though haven't they you know they've, they've had a lead they've, they've been they've been top you know and all of a sudden they've been overpowered I think the first season or, or a couple of seasons ago when it was Stockport wasn't it that they had a brilliant second half of the season run mm. didn't they so well, they like their manager in the autumn they had yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and Chester were always sort of playing catch up with that because they had the bad run around this time didn't they I know last season we had a run about bad run about this time but uh, 
so it just shows that yesterday's victory was a very important one morale-wise, and it just shows. I interviewed Tom Naylor after the game, and he, he was just trying to just one game at a time, just you know, just take it into one game at a time. And I think that's that's always been the focus. You know, there's been a lot of noise from Andy Woodman, uh, Bromley manager, who knows exactly what he's doing. He's very clever, and I really like him. And um, it's taking the heat off his team, and that's it's smart thinking from him mm. in actual fact because. Paul Cook yesterday, you know, he, he let his guard down a little bit by saying he feels it's his team's you know, time mm. and that. But he was also very reflective on the fact that he knows this division now and knows what's it about and he knows it's not done till it's done. So it's um yeah, i am I'm just really uh, really pleased they got that win yesterday. And were you part of that wall of noise? Does yesterday and you know old timers like me and you when you have to get up three times in six minutes <laughs> like that it, it's it's a strain on the uh, on the on the knees isn't it I, d- I don't get up as, as quickly as I did I'll give you that. <laughs> um, especially as I'm hemmed in rather in the massive you know we've, we've got some big lads so in fact if, if two of them go up either side you kind of lifted up anyway which is a good thing um, the 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 other thing I found fascinating was the level of panic after oh, yeah. after Boxing Day in the fan base was getting a bit ridiculous to me. Mm. Uh, if anybody had watched the game or attended the game, you knew it was a fluke. Yeah, I mean, absolutely all of yes. Boxing Day. Yes. I mean, when we'd lost at Altrincham, we played poorly, we'd led, but we deserved to lose. Mm. Same at Southend. Well, they played really well at Southend, didn't they? Well... I just think we gave it away, but we were never on it all day. We in either of those two games, we didn't really deserve to be in front. There were nothing games, but we gave them away. Whereas on Boxing Day, we were terrific. Mm. We really were terrific, apart from what was it? Five minutes of madness. Yeah, the, the, the Jones. Yeah, uh, mis- misplaced pass was unfortunate. When you look back at the Solihull second goal, it was a well-crafted goal. Though. Yeah, give them some credit for that. Absolutely, but the, I think the turning point in that game was, was actually the Grig disallowed goal because quite clearly, um, it was miles onside, two yards onside. Uh, it's a great cross. First time finish, typical Greek finish, and that with 25 minutes on the clock or whatever there was, if that goes in, it, it would have been the same result or better than it was yesterday, in my opinion. So when we get back in the same hole again, we've dug the same hole again, two games running. Um, there was there was an air of panic. In fact, my good mate John, who sits at the side of me, and he he barely say out when, when we next see one another we we almost had a row because he's saying hey, it's not good enough and this and that and the other and blah 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 and I said stop panicking patience just keep doing what we're doing mm. and it'll come six minutes later he's jumping up and down grabbing me and giving me a kiss yeah. for new year you know um, but the, there was that it, that noise you talked about Steve was just relief mm. wasn't it yeah. it, was, it was the lid coming off God, we've dodged a bullet almost. <laughs> wow, they're, they're and, and, and combined with three and six minutes, yes. which doesn't happen very often. No, no, no. There, there was some some scenes in the in the media box. I have to admit. I mean, <laughs> when the Solihulls got their second goal, their uh, their fellows went up like uh, you know a hot air balloon, yeah. like, you know. So um, they were they were giving it large in the <laughs> in the in the press box. And I noticed to my right when the third goal went in, Josh. your colleague, yes, you know, so Josh. yes, he almost. <laughs> He almost 
took down the whole stand with his, uh, <laughs> his jumping around, I'd say. Yeah. He, he did, he did um, <laughs> apologise for that in, in uh, the, the the podcast that we do after the game. We do it live, but podcast yeah. it in, uh, after the whistle. He did he did mention it. I, I, was, I was looking at the action on the pitch and didn't quite notice yeah. the the levels to which Josh was leaping around because like, yeah, like us all you know it, it, it's, it's difficult to leap around when you're not eight stone six yeah <laughs> there was there was a great I re-watched, uh, re-watched the game this morning and when that third goal goes in and they're replaying the goal uh, the third goal yeah, yeah the mm. third goal <clears throat> Adam Virgo I know comes in for a lot of stick you know some of it justified but one of the things he said was since half time Chesterfield have just been relentless mm. Mm. and that did sum us up we, yeah. we, this season we've been relentless in that second half we were relentless mm. there's, and there's been, sorry, there's been yeah. games like that where you've seen Chesterfield not allowing the opposition a single touch in you know in, and mostly and yes. weirdly the connections are there it's in the second half yeah yeah so you know it, it's been like that that the pattern that I'm thinking that they were talking about yes. is that they're fit they're you know they're they're, they're totally demoralized inside yeah. in the second half yeah. and Cookie said it in his post match to to TNT Sport you know we feel if we keep going and we keep doing the same we will wear teams down yeah but Stu, uh, 32 goals here hmm. at the SMH in the National League in the second half. <laughs> the second highest home scorers this season, Barnet, oh, is it? You know, it's Bromley. They've only scored 30 goals in, not in any 90 minutes at home. So we scored more in the second half than any other team scored at home in the entire game. <laughs> uh, it, that, that just sums up the fitness levels and the, you know, the the, the negative uh, ne'er do well merchants who. Are, one nil down at half time, mm, think it's yeah. the end of the world. We've scored thirty-two goals after the after the break. That's more than John Duncan's side scored in the season. Yeah. <laughs> if we're selling second half season tickets, yes. as we are, we ought to make sure on the on the advertising yeah, just, that it's the second the half of the season and not just the yeah. second half of the match. Just the second half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, back in the old Saltergate days when they opened the yeah. the, the free gate yeah. at half time, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. nobody would have paid to get in. No, no, no. Just, oh, we'll wait till half time. Getting yeah. paid. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a rare event, a goal in the first half, especially into the north stand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, I'm being starved of value for money in my seat in W7, but I don't mind. No, no. Yeah. Actually, you had a great view of the. Uh, uh, oh, I know it was over the line for for Brandon Hall. It made a despairing hmm. dive. I mean, it was questionable. I, straight away, the lines made a decision and went. Yeah. Up, so you had to go yeah. with that. Over the line for me, straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt from my. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you and I have seen what my thoughts were. It was over the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and equally, from the goal that they scored from their first corner of the game. We were wondering, well, did the keeper get a fingertip on that? None of us saw the flick. No, no, there was no touch. If you look at it from an angle behind the goal, it didn't flick fracking turn at all. No, so it wasn't a corner. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I question that was it was a corner anyway, Mm. um, because not even many of their players seemed to go up for it. Would it have come off? Does town player challenging their guy when he shot? Yeah. Would it have just skimmed off him in the challenge? I think that's the only freckle turn on the goalkeeper, and it looked to us 
as though Tyra had pulled his arm away when he realised mm. it was going wide because yeah. he was yeah. diving to yeah. the right. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. at least it didn't. But cross how in often the end. do goals come from those situations? Yes. It's like when you give a, a daft back pass that rolls behind. Mm. The, you know, yeah. a number of times you'll see there's a goal coming off the back of this. Which well, would be terrible, isn't it? And that's yeah, enough yeah, for me. Cambridge rambling. But but no and. and you mentioned Freckleton there. Now, there's, there's been players, King, Shackleford, Boot, in the time that we're talking about on this podcast, who, who've not really played a lot of football in, in the first team this season, who've, who've come in. Now, Freckleton's played with some degree of success at left-back, but that's his first, apart from Southport and the trophy, as a left-centre-half, and he's got the giant Beck to, to worry about. Now, I've not seen the corner goal back but apparently he slipped according to Daddy did, Webb yeah, yeah. Um, but he did alright didn't he Paul? I think so mm-hmm. I think he did uh, I think he did fine I, th- I think um, you know he, he, he's not a, c- a commander of uh, of you know like a strong you know if you stood next to Jamie Grimes you immediately it kind of intimidated despite the fact he's one of the nicest people you could ever meet mm. um, Freckleton doesn't give that opinion but what he's got is an extra yard of pace yes. I know Jamie Grimes has yeah. increased his paces mm. this season but Matt Freckleton really for a 20 year old he reads the game quite well you know and um, I don't know where people are coming in with this sort of criticism because I don't think he's he's put a foot wrong really I think his distribution yeah okay yeah, we, but he's a kid. He's a kid that's in, uh, in defence. They're really difficult. Philly's played less around. than fifty professional games. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. His distributions are only going to get better, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? What you know? Tutelage to work under and under Paul Cook. You know, and you've got you're there for the season. You've now got that number number five spot, so to speak, for the time being. Mm. You know, just try and enjoy your best. You're going to be playing at Vicarage Road, aren't you, on Saturday? Mm. So and, and and as it worked out yesterday, with the big man flicking it on for the little man to run onto. You had someone like Ash Palmer who could try and take on the big man, and yeah. Freckleton, with more pace, was better suited to following where the flick on it got, yeah. wasn't he? Mm. You know? Although and then Beck was clever enough to position himself near Freckleton quite often, mm. but then, because you know, he's, he's a decent player, well, Beck, and, Palmer, and, and he's just, know, but, but of course Freckleton could step back, and as the ball's coming down, try and nick it, not, not try and jump yeah. for the header. Mm. That's it, Beck doesn't jump, does no. he? He's, he's, he's not a... He's like, Barry Claxton, the former assistant manager of Rotherham United, when Chesterfield signed Andy Morris, he uh, he famously sort of said, "When he when he jumps, you can't slide a wet greener under his feet." <laughs> and, and Beck was a little bit like that. Yeah. But Freckleton was clever enough to stand off and get the seconds. No, no point in taking yourself out of the game, going for a head. You're not going to win. No. The other thing we did again, you watch. My mate mentioned it at the match, and I'd not really paid much attention to it, but because he'd said it, when I was watching the replays again, I, I, I took notice. We positioned Naylor immediately in front of Beck with Freckleton behind him when he was in the left half of the pitch. Mm. When he went to the other side, we just let Palmer deal with him. Mm. But it was, it was noticeable. Every time they played the ball down this right channel, their right channel, into back, he got Naylor in front of him and Freckleton behind him. Mm. So it was quite clever the way they'd adjusted 
Hmm. So what they, they were doing, yeah. What they've done is then drop that. That's negated Naylor then as an, an attacking player. So that they, that's the little switch they're talking about for the second half. Correct. Event. Yeah. So they they moved that away straight away. Yeah. It must have been as soon as they gone two 0 down, or even at, yeah. even actually in the half time. Yeah. They just but after that, there were virtually no threat anyway because we got the ball. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it became a non-issue. But mm. up to that point, they were definitely doing that. Yeah. No. No. No yeah. question. And and right at the beginning of the season. Paul Cook sort of uh, had said that Naylor would be doing that in front of Jeff King because yeah. of Jeff King's defence. But one of the, the things with Freckleton moving into that centre half position in, in a National League game against the, you know, let's not forget Solihull fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we sort of, mm. oh, it's Solihull, Solihull, Solihull. They're fourth. Yeah. They were the last unbeaten yeah. team in the division. They're, yeah. they're yeah. aside. Yeah. Um, is, and, and Paul Cook alluded to this in his, in his post match stuff about the fullback always needing to be in front of the, the centre defenders yeah. and Jeff King knew that he hadn't stepped up for, the, for that goal 758th time I've yeah, told I think it was <laughs> so Freckleton has got to change his mindset yes. from playing in front yeah. of the back four yeah. to be to being a back four not yeah. like a John Duncan you're in a line yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the old flat back yeah. four stuff. He's, mm. he's got to change his mindset after yeah. a dozen games at left back where he is Encouraged to push yeah. forward, instructed yeah. to push forward, to all of a sudden be in that, yes. that back line with Palmer. You're the one that's actually leading the press, aren't you? Yeah. You know, you, you're you're deciding when to go and when not to go, rather than being led by the people behind you. In effect, but yeah, he was he was quite pointed in the way he had to go at Jeff for that. I've only reminded him 758 times that mm. he's, he's got to be ahead of the centre back. Yeah, and, and, and Jeff was first up to do post match as well, and he said, "I think it might have been me that was playing him on side for the goal." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it, it was an interesting insight from Paul Cook. We said, no, the full box are, are told to be in front of the mm. centre halves. They're, they're normally in the opposite half, to be fair, <laughs> most of the time. But Jeff King, he was also saying about, he, he, he played a he did an assist, didn't he, of course, for, for um, Coltle's goal. But he was saying that when it, it hit short towards the near post, that was something that they were actually working on in training it just didn't mm. quite come off yeah. I'm not, he's not going to go into detail what it is because no. you don't want to give away what it is no. but I think Naylor's run was in there so he said it was really really close to coming off mm. but it wasn't that I you know, made a bad bad mistake it was just that the whole thing didn't didn't quite come mm. off no. no, you can so. see what they're trying to do with that aren't you because mm. if you pack the back of the box mm. then that becomes densely populated there's no one really yes. in the front of the box so if you yes. can get someone making that run you've got you know you're in the in the in the mix aren't you yeah. and, and you've got time and space to turn and, and use the ball and there were yeah Chesterfield was scoring from corners for fun earlier on in the season not quite so much lately but there were different approaches they had 16 corners I think in the Solihull game there were different approaches there were, there were one or two where every Chesterfield player that was up was in the six yard area never seen that before no I mean Chesterfield scored their second goal I think it's of the 13th corner yeah. you know so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was quite uh, quite re relentless, really. When you when you look, I didn't expect them to. I expect them to come back into the game, but I didn't expect it to happen in such a, a short period <laughs> yeah. of time. You know, you just caught your breath and everything, mm -hmm. and you know, having to do oh, goal flashes mm -hmm. back with the, back with the thing. And get ready, Paul. That's another goal. The SMH yeah, group yeah, stayed in. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's quite mm -hmm. incredible, really. And we we just briefly touched on Jeff King back in the picture. He, he was on the bench a couple. He played in the Southport game, but that was yeah. no surprise. But played in both Solihull 
uh, games. Four goals conceded in in the two games that he's had, but he's got an assist that'll have made a difference. He said again to me, apart from the Southport game, that's the first time this season he's been on dead ball duty because Mandeville was on them when yeah. he was in the side earlier in the mm. in the season. So he's got to get his rangefinder right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit rusty, but yeah, he. he he did okay. He did okay. I, I, I feel sorry for Shackleford, except I understand that there's rotation and there's going to be rotation in this next six weeks because we've got a really heavy program. Yes, but he's been terrific for me, Shackleford. This last, well, since he came into the side, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. Is he the unluckiest player in the squad, Stuart? Do you think? Well, I, you would think that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, unlucky not to be in it on a yes. on a full time basis. Um, it's, it's those injuries, isn't it? You know, last season kept him out for almost all of the season. It didn't really give him a chance to to show us what he's got, you know? So you could understand him being overlooked. Um, but since he came back in, you know, he's, he's played how many games has he played? Um, about six or seven on the trot, something like that. Um, he is unlucky to be left out, but then anyone that's left out nowadays is unlucky to be left out. You know, DJ, you might think, is is the unluckiest player in the in the squad yeah. as well. You know, because he comes in and plays like he did yesterday, and and he's, he's out next game, yeah. and somebody else is in. You know, but we heard Ollie Banks. Some people heard Ollie Banks on the Beyond the Ninety Two podcast that was given a great yeah, explanation yeah. about mm. all all of that, and Jeff King. Yeah. Does as well, and a few weeks mm-hmm. ago when DJ came back into the side, he was really emotional when he was talking to me mm-hmm. about that I was just not doing enough. I, yeah. I was expecting to be in the side, and I, I know I wasn't doing enough. Mm-hmm. And that Ollie Banks insight said an awful lot. If you if you didn't listen to it, a it's worth a listen, but b it was all about yes, of course you're disappointed when you're out, but nobody frets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah. well there was a point yesterday where he, met, he talked about Armando Dobby did Paul Cook. And he, he mentioned, like, you know, he's, he's been in for a few games now. We, we dropped him out, took him out for a rest uh, against Holly Hull away, brought him back in. Oh, probably because he might have been wound up himself. <laughs> yeah. well, um, he said, didn't he, Paul? He, he said he can't play three games in a week. In a week. He's not going to play him three games yeah. in a week. Mm-hmm. He's not going because he had that time out with a hamstring, hamstring injury yeah. last mm-hmm. season and he doesn't want that to occur yes. again. And yes. I think it's what alluded to with Ollie Banks yeah, last season when he got injured against York, never saw him again and he wasn't at his best towards the back end of the season no. so he struggled to get right back into the team, didn't he? So I think what he's done is sort of brought him in four or five games get in your maximum leave them out for a game mm. and you're back again in again and you're avoiding that sort of that stress injury that you get at time to time and, and much that they're very very different style of players that central in the three attacking midfield suits Dobra and Banks yeah it does mm. and Jacobs as well doesn't it yes. so yeah, yeah. yeah Jacobs yeah. never really gets a look in there though, no, no it doesn't <laughs> and, and he's always pushed on to the right isn't he mm. we've, we've seen Ali Banks adapt and move over to the right hand side as well haven't we two goals against um, against Kidderminster proved that didn't they mm. as well so you know, so much flexibility in that three. You can pick any of them, and it's still a it's still a threat. And even Southport found that out, didn't they? You can put you can put Harley <laughs> Curtis behind Joe Quigley, and uh, there, there you go. You, yeah, you got you've got another option, haven't you? Yes. So yeah, really, really good. So yeah. the, 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 there's no let up, is there really? Let, let, let's just talk about uh, Harley Curtis and the guys that are out on uh, on loan because Curtis was terrific. He was brilliant in, 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 in that match, wasn't yeah. he? That's and he's, he's had a, a brief sub-appearance in the, the National League and that's that's the only time we've we've seen him but you know when you 
talk about the magnificence of those players in there. But looking at the, the guys who were away on loan, Bailey Clements was 12 starts and a goal for Easley in the National League. Uh, Bailey Hobson, 15 starts and a, and a sub. Two goals in the National League, another goal in the FA Cup. Lawrence Maguire, 19 starts, a couple of goals for, for Crawley. They're all doing really, really well there. Will any of them be in, in Paul Cook's thoughts this week? Well, I've, I've asked the question yesterday whether they would be coming back, and uh, this was to Danny Webb, so I can't get it from the, uh, the you know, uh, the mouth of truth. So I can't get it from him. But the, apparently, it's going to be discussed this week. Now, Bailey Clements is playing every week. Would you want to bring him back? Well, <laughs> it, apart from him being injured at the start of the season, he would have been playing left back oh, all it'd season. Be, it'd been yeah. the he, you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm pretty certain that Paul Cook thinks the world of him and he's going nowhere and expects a contract renewal pretty soon, mm. but probably loaned out again. Yeah. You know, just getting regular football. So, um, but he's hardly thought of. Hobson obviously is in the first year of a second year deal. He can say Kidderminster for me. Mm. So he's getting regular football there. He's absolutely fine. Mm. Sure. And if needs be, there's a there's a call on duty. Lawrence McGuire won't be coming back to Chesterfield Football Club. He'll be, he's, I assume, and the, all the, the sort of noises you're getting around the country is that he'll be. It's either going to be a remainder of his contract on loan, or he's going to quarterly going to put a bid in for him. At whatever level, Chesterfield will want something back for him, maybe because they brought him up. Yeah. So yeah. you know, a nominal fee, perhaps, really, but it might happen on the 30th of January, or it's going to be an extended contract uh, contract deal. The other lads are a matlock; they'll be there for the remainder of the season. Yeah, yeah, so. they're, they're not realistically yeah. going to be no. challenging. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's let's go on to some of the young lads in that Southport FA. Uh, trophy game because yeah, we saw Sam Hooper who, who featured against Colville last yeah. season in the in the same tournament but Riley DeSena the, the floppy haired central defender uh, plus Liam Jessup who came on off the bench and scored two goals Ali uh, Moyudin as well they they all gave enormous pleasure Daz to the, the Chesterfield supporters that were at that match well yeah I'm more so really to Neil and his team I, I mean it was delighted for me you could you could hear in his voice when you were you were interviewing post-match just what it meant to yeah. the whole academy and the staff and everyone on this side if you like um that the, the lads had a been asked to step up and, and 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 had done so in in a fantastic way represented themselves and the academy and the club and put in a performance put in a show as we like to say um produce goals and moments and I mean the the lad the centre half lad the Aussie lad Riley DeSena was terrific wasn't he on the day mm. I'd, I'd have shaken but, but he's, not, he's not a kid kid he's 20 yeah you know, yeah you know so yeah. uh, and he's been playing for Stocksbridge Park Steels on a dual registration men so football. playing against men yeah yeah mm. um, he's stood up against a Southport player who's been in football league for a long time oh, and played all those games yes, yes. 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 Southport had got a couple of really really experienced players mm, yeah. the average age of the Southport team was, was, was 26 so they didn't play kids no. that was their first team yeah yeah, yeah it was you know? yeah. And, yeah. and they're doing okay they're mid table yeah. in, yeah. in, in they're the transition North. aren't they at the minute so the yeah. Jim Bentley's trying to find out his best team really you should see how many goals they've conceded since the six oh, I'm not, I'm not so yeah there's that. been fours and fives so um, <laughs> I think he's uh, I think he's going to say the defence isn't good enough right now yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but no I mean terrific performance um you just love the enthusiasm of the of the kids when they come in in that instance. But they came in free, they were brave on the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, they 
they, they showed their ability didn't they uh, you know all over the pitch no one was afraid to have the ball mm. which which takes some doing you know there was a decent gate here again mm. for a yeah. you know what was just a, an, an, a trophy match and uh, I thought the the older players in the side like Jeff and one or two others that were in the team helped them as well terrifically well well, Fre- Freckleton was playing like left centre back and he was really nursing to centre yeah. and they're the same age yeah exactly but because he got a little bit more experience yeah, yeah. so it, it, it was great wasn't it you know Australians Gibraltarians yes. you know it was like the United Nations but mm. yeah what what a lovely thing for the for the academy and Neil and all his team because they do a terrific job and then of course uh, aside including all of those guys apart from Liam Jessup went to Long Eaton in the County Cup and uh, just didn't play anywhere near, no, uh, near no. the way that they did and Long Eaton are having a shocker of a season Paul Holland the former Sparrow is their director of football oh, right. I think he's head of football I think yeah. technically is, is called he doesn't run the team uh, but I was having a, a chat with him and they got promoted last season and it's just a much harder league and they're really yeah, really not doing very yeah, well no. this uh, this season they're, they're bottom or next to bottom of what in essence is a southern league yeah uh, uh, the, the last few years they've been in the north north northeast counties yeah. midland league and now they're in the southern league <laughs> they're, they're right on the cusp of, of yeah. all the borders of everything but you know they, they, they the youngsters got beat there but i have a feeling that when the next round of the trophy comes up it will be a similar side to that at, yeah. at, at Welling well Cook alluded to that didn't he in the interview yes. he said he's going to send a very youthful team very, yes. I presume yeah. Curtis will be part of that as well maybe, I would, maybe, I would maybe, think yeah. so mm-hmm. um, but um, you know you're either descenders etc though Sam Hooper yes. will be getting another first team appearance against them and it'll do them the world of good yeah. you yeah. know yeah. so I, I went to a Central Midlands Alliance game on Saturday when you know, when we weren't playing uh, at the wonderfully named AFC Phoenix which is Brinsworth uh, I, I, I put AFC Phoenix in the search for their um, uh, Twitter X yeah. feed and there's about 7,326 AFC Phoenixes <laughs> around in the country so it's not, it's not a unique name um, and I was talking to Justin Tellis who's the, the recruitment and, and development player and, and sort of said is it likely to be a young young side and he says yeah I think I think we'll be going down he's going down mm-hmm. and I think he'll be doing commentary uh, with me for, for that game all things being equal yeah so I, I do think it'll be a youthful side yes. That, yes. that plays in, in that game And but they deserve a crack after what they did in the first match, of course yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the, the difference is, whilst they'll be going out to win and everybody will uh, uh, win, it's now if you do progress, you're going to be altering first team matches from Saturday. Mm. Now, if it's a, if they play a youth side, you might be able to say, well, can we play it on a Friday and still, yeah, have the, yeah. the first team game on a Saturday, yeah, yeah or yeah. vice versa, yeah, or whatever. So I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but. Yeah, there's an argument for it. It's still only the Dagenham Redbridge game yeah. to rearrange. Judging by, it, I mean, yeah. you, you perhaps now, even though it's, uh, even if they do somehow get through, you know, you want an away game. Really looking at the pitch yes. as it stands mm. right now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah we're sitting in the east stand at the moment, and it's been tipping it down with rain, and there's a bit of surface water mm. on on there. It really, really, we, we just need a a week or two of, of fairly dry. But of course. Whilst it's away at Watford on Saturday, you've then got two consecutive midweek games. It's a Wednesday, Tuesday, isn't it? Gates said and Altrincham. Mm. So it's three Saturdays away. Yeah. But you've got 
two midweek games. Yeah. So if it just keep well, on, I mean, it's, a, it's a talking point, isn't it? I'm sure we're going to bring it up now. Is the fact that why are we playing on a Wednesday? Well, there's uh, a contractual agreement with Sheffield United to play mm. uh, at Chesterfield's football ground. You know, for their under 23s, and they're hosting Sheffield Wednesday on the Tuesday night, which might not go down well with some of the supporters mm. but you think about the gate receipts and the income and the um whatever bars well, are going to be open friendly as well this, yeah, this yeah, well exactly it's going to make yes. it just for the bit of money that they can't really afford to but, but the other the down. other element with it as well is it gives Chesterfield an extra day to recover from the it, saturday it game and then it's the fa trophy on the following yeah, saturday exactly yeah, yeah. So, so, it, so it you don't need quite the well. recovery, so it's worked out well. Yeah, I understand there was a, a negotiation between, I mean, Chesterfield and Gates that should have been played in, uh, in October. Yeah, it was, was, the, was flood, the flood, flood game. Day, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, the clubs couldn't come to an agreement about the day. Gates said we're being a bit funny about whenever they wanted it to be. Chesterfield put in a few dates or something like that. Um, not acceptable to Gates said. They came back, then the National League took charge. Yes. And I think it's them that selected yeah. the Wednesday date. Yeah. Having said Chesterfield said that we can't play on the Tuesday because there. Yeah. So it's going to have to be the Wednesday. So it goes to like a, a mutual arbiter mm, of yeah. the National League and they pick the game. So whilst it's an unfortunate time that it's in January, you know, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? So. And from the community football point of view, it gives fans of United and Wednesday the opportunity to engage with a successful football club <laughs> 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 and, and you know just as it sounds some people uh, work on Tuesdays but not Wednesdays vice versa those who yeah, work on yeah, a Tuesday yeah. will get on a Wednesday so yeah, you know yeah. it, it, it's but if, if you're playing at home on the Saturday you don't want Wednesday football do no. you yeah, yeah. No, so no. if you're playing a, a first team match on the, no. the Saturday let, let, let's talk about Gateshead because the next two home games Gateshead and Altrincham both in the playoff zone you know they're not going to be easy no because Gateshead play football and score a lot of goals yeah. Altrincham have, have know how to beat Chesterfield they do I think we more or less beat ourselves actually yeah, well, I know that, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. then they brought on big Angus and, and we decided to just capitulate well, you gave, um, him, gave him the ball yeah, uh, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, several times yeah, you're a big lad would you like to go through sir <laughs> no I'm an admirer of, of that Phil Parkinson I think he's he's done a, a really decent job they're obviously still finding the feet it's only the yeah. second it's perhaps the only Phil Parkinson I, I wouldn't mind managing Chesterfield yes Phil quite, yeah. quite. <laughs> um, he's he's uh, He's he's doing a, a good job there. It's only the second season, isn't it? Full time, so yeah. I think they're still developing as a as a club. Really, uh, Gateshead have lost Mike Williamson, which is obviously a yes. massive body blow, and and they reacted quite badly to it the first few games. They did, they, yeah. They had a little bit of a pick up in form, but they're, they're wobbling again. So one one draw, one last lost one last three yeah, games. Yeah, so. I think the fizz has gone out a little bit out of Gateshead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but York, their, their doubleheader was against York, who were not uprooting no, the trees, and they only picked no. one point up from that. And I saw the game they had on TV at home to oh, Halifax. Halifax, was it? Yeah, Halifax. Yeah, Halifax. Yeah, yeah. Halifax what uh, and they, Halifax just mugged them basically. Yeah. I mean, they stopped them playing as Halifax can do, and hit them twice on the break. Um, so yeah, they'll not be easy games. I, I actually prefer teams that come and play us at football mm. because I don't think teams can beat us playing us at football. <laughs> um, so whilst whilst they'll not be easy games, the two midweek games amongst a plethora of other matches we've got in January and February. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still fairly relaxed, Philip. Let's put it that way. It's, it's two teams I'm expecting Chesterfield to beat. Yes, um, but I'm also expecting Gateshead and Altrincham to be in the playoffs. 
from what yeah. I've seen mm. so far mm. th th this season. You know, uh, granted, I've only seen Gateshead on television. Yeah. You know, yeah, but the their record exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the record speaks for themselves as well. That they've got a bit of a weakness about them, which Chesswell should exploit. Yes. But Stephen Wern is a very good striker, and you know he's yeah. uh, you know he knows what what to do and where the yeah. back of the net is. So he's going to prove a little bit difficult, uh, you know, yeah. in time. So. But yeah, yeah Gateshead fifth, Aldringham six on forty points. Same, they both played twenty-five. Same as Chesterfield. So, twenty-two points behind Chesterfield after only twenty-five games. It shows there's a point a game difference between yeah. the top of the table and the playoff yeah. zone. It's, it, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Mm. It is, and and yeah, you don't want to say it, do you? But can you see any sort of older shot who are in one out of the playoffs now, kind of overhauling us and? Forcing us out of the playoffs, I, you know. You well, the, the the great the great news is, is when you've got you know if, if you look at the the seventh place position is is Halifax on forty mm. points, Eastleigh are eleventh. You, you need a t you've, to do anything. You've got to have a twenty goal a season striker. Well, they've yeah. got one. They're eleventh. Yeah, twenty two. He got a hat trick, McCallum, didn't he? Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, New Year's Day and then say they're eleven. So. They're going to be all be battling. They'll take points off Barnet and Bromley. They might take points off Chesterfield, but they're going to take points points off Barnet and Bromley at yeah. some stage because there's a lot of competition between teams that are pretty level mm. um, in in ability. Bromley just seem to have got a little bit extra over. But as we're at Watford on Saturday, Bromley and Barnet both got tricky games. Bromley are away at Maidenhead. Anything can happen there. Barnet are away at Altringham. Mm, yeah, so we, we might be coming out of mm. Vicarage Road. In a stronger position than we went in without playing in the National League. <laughs> it is. It is yeah. weird, isn't it? That it, it's not where it's. It's a two-horse race at the minute. If you look at it from the yeah. concept of the seven-point gap, is that if Chesterfield can afford to lose their games in hand mm. and still have a seven-point yes. lead? <laughs> yes. 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 You know, it, I'd rather we didn't. I know, absolutely. I know. Yeah. I yeah. Know, but well, let's not test the theory. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 We don't want to do what when, when Clough left. Burton and no, Robert Fowler. Yeah, yeah. Well, was yeah. it when? Was it, I think it was when Danny Wilson left Hartlepool, or, or Mike Newell left Hartlepool. I can't remember, but all of a sudden they went on a massive collapse, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. And, and nearly threw it away and limped over well, the Burton line. Burton miles and miles and miles in front, weren't they? Yeah, Cliffy stumbled over the line. Yeah. Yeah. Roy yeah. Mack took over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of our own. They did win the league yeah. in the yeah. end of the day. But <laughs> where did we go? Nine games or something without a win yes. in February last year. Yes. There loads of games in Feb. Yeah, if we can just avoid that. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, just on on a, a a stupid stato point. If Bromley carry on for the rest of the season at their current points per game, so no improvement, no deterioration, they'll get ninety four points. Mm -hmm. So for Chesterfield to get to ninety five, that's thirty three points from twenty one games. That's the form of Gateshead and Altrincham. Yeah. So it's fifth or sixth place form. Yeah. And we'll we'll get. In, in front of Bromley that's just that's, they're just numbers I love that <laughs> yeah. that that makes me feel so much better yeah because mm. so I, I, I think we we won't drop anywhere near that no neither do I no, neither, neither do I win one lose one but win it, one it, lose yeah. one yeah. Yeah. if, if, if Bromley just carry on as they are yeah. um, why wouldn't they yeah say so it's it's a question of well we just need to have the form of Gateshead and Altrincham Gateshead of one eleven lost 8 Altrincham of one ten lost 5 so you know that's that's lost more than we've lost in the first half of the season by by a while. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's just a stat. It means nothing, but it puts it into some sort of perspective because 
teams play each other Barn- I'm sure Barnet and Bromley have got each other to play I don't think they've played each other twice yet have they so uh, that, there you go you yesterday 10 more wins and we're there and yeah. you thought really well it's 92 um, points 10 yeah, more wins isn't it yeah, you're not going to be far off are you no, you're yeah. not going to be far 10 more wins and a few draws yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be that. But well, we don't draw. That's one draw. Thing. We don't mean what's what's draw. Yeah, we don't, draw. <laughs> don't draw too many. Do I wonder what the fewest number of draws for a team that's ever been promoted is. Pool. Not quite sure. There you go. Not quite sure. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll look back a little bit next here on the Sky Is Blue podcast. We've we've been looking at the present and a little bit about the future. We'll also look forward to Watford a little bit more. But uh, we'll be back in a moment. Looking back. Well, as far back as Barnet in the FA Cup game against Portsmouth. So, Chesterfield top of the league, seven points ahead of Bromley. But they're in the FA Cup. They're playing Watford, championship side, on Saturday. Who knows what they're going to do? They're four points off the playoff zone back to the Premier League. This is their, as Paul pointed out to me yesterday, it's their second season of and final season of parachute payments. It's only £34 million pounds they yeah. get on, on parachute payments. So they'll be determined to make that count. Does that does mean that they'll not be bothered with the FA Cup? Because, you know, £34 million pounds of, of money against £105,000 pounds for the winner of the uh, the third round tie. Will Watford be, uh, be up for it? I'm sure, not knowing their squad intimately, I'm sure they've got enough players to put out a what so-called weakened team that'll still be of decent quality. I mean, they've only been out of the, the Premier League five minutes, haven't they? Uh, and they were FA Cup finalists ten minutes ago. Okay, correct. Was it 2019, um, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that having been said, I, I think we'll put what we consider a first 11 out. Um, of whatever mixed cookie decides on the day uh, and I think we'll give it a real go because the last thing we want is a replay so um, you know if we're um, if we're ahead we'll just keep trying to get further ahead I suspect um, and if we're behind we'll chuck the kitchen sink at it so um, I can't see anything other than a positive result one way or t'other mm. and uh, I quite fancy us well, I think replays are done away with now, aren't they? It'll be on the day, is it, from right. the third round? I think yeah, they, they, right they, they change it every five minutes. Is it not this year? I don't think it's this year. I think this is part of this. I think it's part of... Are we stop recording? No. Well, we're not. We have now. Just turn my mic off while I was just checking. You can do a clip there and edit there. And you can come straight back in with the answer. Clever clugs, yeah. I think it's part of this new deal that the... Premier League are trying to strike with the EFL mm. um, and they're using it as leverage to try and get replays banned from next season right okay perhaps if we agreed to play them in Singapore or Saudi or something yeah. like that oh that would be alright so yeah. a bit of money yeah. 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 or play Wrexham yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see Wrexham uh, put out at one minute past midnight today that they signed Mullin and uh, Elliot Lee until 2027 oh have they uh-huh. yeah Replays in the third and fourth round of the fifth set to be scrapped after this season. All right, okay. As if they're proud of saving the winter break, which comes in next year. Okay, it? so tell us when we're back on and we'll get back into there. So, did, do you have to be in a transfer window if you're a football league club to extend a player's contract? No, I don't know. No, no, so, so what's no, the point? No, I think it's because everybody's on their. Uh, 
Twitter feed at midnight. Oh right, yeah, expecting someone. Yeah, because they're yeah, yeah, Happy New Year and all that. Yeah. So it pops oh, right. up. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's, okay. just, that's my guess. Yeah. So it's more to do with yeah. Happy New Year, yeah. we've done this. Yeah, 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 everybody's up to <laughs> it all looking at the phone. We've done this, yeah. Yeah, bing, okay. uh, ding, ding, you've got your notifications. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, Paul, just check. Hang on. Okay. Now, Paul's just uh, checked. Um, look, here's a replay. If we draw a waffle, we don't. We definitely don't want that. We want no, that positive no, 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 no. result. But, you know, they're, they're, they're made up of so many players that... We're so far away from the the championship that apart from sort of like Sir Jake Livermore and the goalkeeper Ben Hamer, there's nobody I really know. Paul, I know you've seen Watford this season, and you you, you know the way that um, the the manager wants them to play the former um, Barnsley guy, isn't it? Um, Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but there, it's it's a really colourful eleven. There's there's Ivory Coast, Nigerian, Brazilians. Uh, um, Dutch, Austrian, Danish, Moroccan, Canadian, Swedish internationals in there. Uh, and yeah. Tom Ince. And Tom Ince, yeah. <laughs> you were reading out the names, Phil, on 1866 yeah. Sport, the last home game, yeah. of, of, of who their players were, and I didn't catch what it was. I thought it was the wine list from <laughs> the But Paul, say, when you went down, did you say, was it Rotherham or something? That I you went to Rotherham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they give you a pronunciation they list. They do, yeah. The press they're so that's lovely really good. people, they're really good, yeah. I say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But who, who knows what they're going to do? I, I, I just think we'll be. We want to win it more than than them. I think that doesn't mean to say that they'll not be able to put a team out capable of beating Chesterfield. Yeah. But you know, you've got to look back to West Brom. We had our chance against West Brom. West Brom were and Livermore played in that game. He did yeah, play yeah. in that game. West West Brom were on a bit of a run at that time. They were lower down than Watford are now, but they mm. they just swapped managers, haven't they? And they were on a bit of yeah, a run. Yeah. And so they were an informed side. Watford haven't won at home since November. So, you know, it is, it's a question of yeah. is getting into the playoffs significantly if, more important than if they If they can. play Ryan Porteous and Wesley Hoot, the, the, the two centre halves, and Chesterfield have got a chance um, because Rotherham gave him, Rotherham lost 5 0, let me just remember this. But uh, Nombe gave him a real, gave those two a real working over mm. in the game, and there's the opportunities for Rotherham during that that game as well. So um, it was more Rotherham's defence than it was the the attack in, in, in many respects in that. But if if they do play those two, then Chesterfield have got a, I think they've got an opportunity. Um, it's just where they load up. But Watford are going up front. They've got quite a few attacking players. Esprias one to, to look out for. Kone is a good player. Um, but you know they they may play Delhi Bashiru. You know they, they've they've got players in there are capable of beating Chesterfield as they should have. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Their, their second eleven should be better than our first eleven. Uh, exactly. Championship of the National League. No yeah, question about exactly. that. Exactly. But we've got Tom Naylor who's played at level. We've got Will Grigg. Uh, exactly. Who's it's at that it's level. a different yeah. Chesterfield eleven yes, that was yeah. set out against West Brom, wasn't it? Yes. The Hawthorns. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And, and we look back Portsmouth, best team in the in the first round. Orion, good team. Yeah. So we're beating teams two divisions higher. So you know you could you could argue through the back door. Well, we ought to be a League One side, and that's only one division different to Watford. But we've got the firepower, Stuart, mm. to potentially cause an upset. I think so. Yeah, yeah. We, we you know, we, we we we've got a game plan, haven't we? Which which can be accommodated to take on teams of any ability. Mm. You know, the way we go out and play, I think they ought to be a bit more worried about how we might play 
than we should be about how they might play, you know, because I think we'll do our homework, you know, and we'll, and we'll know what to expect and everyone will be briefed because we've got a professional sort of off-the-pitch team here to do that kind of thing. Um, can we go and win it? I suppose we can, yeah. Mm. Um, it, I have to say, it doesn't matter to me whether we do or whether we don't. We've got sooner get a win against Gateshead. Hmm. You know, I'll give the, um, the flip a coin. Gates you know, win for but, sure. Uh, but but then, you know, we went on a baddish run a bit after we went out a cup last season, and people will say, "Well, and the we year went, before at yeah, Chelsea." People will say, "Well, we went on that run because we were in the cup." Well, perhaps we went on that run because we got beat in the cup. Mm. You know, so let's mm. keep on winning matches, whoever they are. Yeah, well, you, we're at a level now where the money means something uh, for, for for wins, doesn't mm-hmm. it? They're, yeah. they're not going to take anything of note from the gate. No. Because you're not going to be huge you're getting at ten pounds and five pounds, yeah. and it's a divvy up. You, you know, it, it, it means nothing yeah. realistically yeah. Uh, uh, on, on the game. Split in the, for the non-league teams still in this mm. round. Yeah, it's five percent yeah. better or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, but if another win in the cup can bring you a decent player in in the middle of March or something, yes. you know, when when you might be flagging, who knows? Mm. Um, then yeah, let's go and have a win. And how did we get to Watford, Paul? That game against Portsmouth. Was absolutely fantastic. Bit of a stroke of luck against Orient with the OG and everything along those lines. But the Portsmouth uh, performance is, is is right up there with against a team that I think it was the same eleven that played in their um, League One game the week before against Reading. Might yeah, have been they, one change. They gave mm. us ultimate respect, yes. didn't they, by playing it absolutely everybody. They were unchanged from the, the game, wasn't it, against the Redding, against Reading? Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was a phenomenal from. The one second, as soon as the ball was cleared, if you watch, this is on national television. Well, that was that, yeah. yeah. Will Green charging yeah. down yeah. their yeah. goalkeeper, yeah. you know. Yes. You know, and you just thought, oh, right, we're up for this. Yeah, you know, so... No, uh, I said uh, on air, I said exactly the same thing. Um, mm. with, with that, that was, oh, yeah. right, OK. That was... Intent. Absolute yeah. intent. Mm. The goalkeeper... It uh, set the tone, didn't it? It, it quieted down an expectedly noisy away. Yeah. So yeah. We didn't really hear much from them. As the game went on, no, nobody stole the yeah. uh, bell clapper, did they? No, he was no, going off no, was, for uh, a little while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. in the but second half. Don't you just get on yeah. with it? Yeah. Oh, I, I know Pompey fans times many who think that that particular sort of personality and his mates with the drums and all that kind of business actually kills the atmosphere. Right, right okay. It, you know, so, mm. Yeah, but. Um, but you, yeah. you, you know, Portsmouth fans, what were, what were people who you know who were Portsmouth followers, what was their view of Chesterfield's performance? Um, tended not to get a great deal of analysis of that. I think they were kind of taken with how poor Pompey were. But of course, you need the opposition to make them poor, mm. don't you really? Because Pompey approved top of the league, they can Still, go to yeah. places and, and play and win. You know, if if the opposition can be beaten, but but us, you know, from minute one, weren't going to be beaten. Mm. And, and you know, yes, they were unlucky to lose the defender and then um, Kamara with injury, but. You know, even with those people on the pitch, we'd have still mm. won it. Mm. Yeah, sure. but, uh, but of course, in the FA Cup, where you can use five substitutes, yeah. it's not as though, oh, well, I can't do something that I want to do later on. No. And of course, Orient next round, uh, Daz, they did the same. They made one change, and that was a, uh, an injury or a suspension or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so they gave the ultimate respect, and it was the same result. Wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, just nipping back to the Portsmouth game, I thought. I felt we were comfortable to be yeah. quite honest can you remember am I really forcing the keeper into many sites not really um, and you know their manager was very very respectful of us in his team selection and after the game just said best team won 
better on the day mm. outplayed us from start to finish uh, Richie Wellens wasn't quite as graceful, uh, <laughs> graceful was he? But well, it, it, I think it, it, he was more frustrated with his, with his team, wasn't he? Yeah, I think a lot of fans yeah. don't really get or, or, that. Or or Portsmouth weren't as good as us and probably no. didn't play at the top no. of their game. Yeah. Orient was shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First half. Yeah, mm. we. Uh, yeah, that. I mean, that could have been. That could have been. Three, four, five, yes. quite easily, yeah. mm. uh, and it looked a golfing class. And anybody coming in the ground would have thought we were two divisions yes. higher. Yes, yeah. that's the best compliment I can pay us on the day. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely right. And of course, you know that's three, three consecutive. Just to have that qualifying victory against Kettering. It's not very often, Stuart, that you win three, uh, three, three different rounds in the FA Cup. That, that's, no. that's like from if you start in the first round of the football league. That's like getting to the fourth round. Well, it is, that yeah. doesn't happen often. Well, we've done that what about six or seven times in our entire history. Yes. You know, mm. a, a, a non-league club has reached the third round of the FA Cup in three consecutive seasons five or six times yes. and one of that was, was a cheap Corinthians, Corinthians who so. got a bye to the third <laughs> so, round anyway yeah, yeah. you know um, but Warren Wood are the most recent that yeah, did that yeah, yeah they are and yeah. Nottingham I think just before that yes um, and then there's a bit of a gap back to the 50s I think but uh, yeah. yeah so you know we're, we're, we're a decent side yeah, you, you look at the Orient games you say and, and people are saying well you I know it's Pompey game Pompey game there were people on Pompey Forum saying that that was like only the second time they'd lost to a non-league club in umpty diddly years yeah. or something you yeah. know and I looked at it and I thought well hang on we're not a non-league club <laughs> and then I think well, yes actually we are yeah, but, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah. but we're not you know we're not playing like one yeah. we haven't got the staff of, 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 of a typical non-league club have we so you know all, all the all the fan base. Um, it is just eight, eight, eight nine, eight patient. there on, yeah. on New Year's Day. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, 171 from from mm. Solihull, so eight eight thousand seven hundred. Yeah. That's only four hundred less than the most Chesterfield fans has ever been in this ground in the, the Gillingham. Well, game. indeed, and the average home support mm. um, is a thousand and five higher than it was in the first season here, yes. which was the highest yes. um, until this season yeah. I think all last season was higher than that but uh, this is 800 and something higher than last yeah, season yeah la- la- last season was slightly higher yeah. home fans slightly yeah. lower all fans yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of course you get more f- supporters mm. Uh, 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 in, in League Two than you do yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on the taxi service yeah. in the National yeah. but, League, but the, really. But the support is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the away support is 750 average away support this mm. season as well and for, for Chesterfield. Cookie made reference didn't to that in the interview, didn't he? He said, somehow, somewhere, since the last time we were here, yeah. we found 3,000 fans. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's absolutely, he's yeah. absolutely right, isn't yeah. he? So, uh, you and, know. and, you know, I, I was talking to Nathan Khan for the Trust before we started recording here, and it just shows that all that work and yeah. the battle that they had to do yeah. with previous regimes to get school offers in mm. and kids in yeah. it just shows because you look round and Paul and I can't look round much because we, we're stuck in a seat and can't mm. wander around but the number of kids and families and everything yeah. it's and, and bearing in mind when you think what the season ticket holder and the, and the profile was immediately before Covid mm. when the average age of a Chesterville supporter was 372 uh, yeah there was a massive proportion you you know does of, yeah. of of concession tickets and they were at the top end not the bottom end yeah. of yeah. concession tickets and and there's kids all over mm. all over now with mums and dads and grandmas and granddads and uncles and aunties and 
they, they come because they've seen good football but a lot of them come because they've been encouraged to come with school offers and yeah. scouts offers yeah. and jiu-jitsu club offers or whatever it might be and mm. they, they get into it and as I said to Nathan you know the died in the wall multi-year season ticket holders have got to have a first game and if you never come to a first game, yeah. you don't come again. Yeah. yeah. And and getting them here for the first game has been absolutely phenomenal. Mm. All those battles pre-COVID to try and get this sort of thing done. It's happened post-COVID, but of mm. course the crowds have, have increased post-COVID anyway because yeah. of the ownership issue and the football. I, I had two friends who... Have you got that many? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who rang me um, between Christmas and New Year and said uh, we fancy going to the match <laughs> when did these two last go to yeah. the match uh, they were at Wembley but when did yeah. they last go to a match here and uh, and uh, can we wait till the day of the game to get tickets I said I suggest you don't yeah. let me go on and get you two so, which is what I did I think there were only about 400 left then yeah, yeah. And, and they sat on the north stand I met them here and gave them the tickets and, and they got on the north stand and uh, I, I spoke to him after the game and they just said absolutely loved it loved it at Wembley gutted loved it today we didn't think we'd ever be allowed back in at 2-0 because <laughs> I had told them they'd be barred if we lost again yeah 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 um, quite right too but uh, they said fantastic absolutely delighted you know and, and these, these are people in my age who haven't been for years and years and years and years and suddenly they've got the bug mm. you know and uh, and that's gone through the entire supporter base like you yeah. said the the parents and the kids at school age uh, uh, right through all the work the community uh, trust does at every level it, it's all a feel-good factor team it's great football to watch let's be honest i mean we're scoring goals for fun what did we get in the calendar year 115 goals or something yeah. daft was I, it? I didn't watch the video that went out like because i thought well that's going to be about five and a half hours long. hour and a half but i mean i'm halfway through it <laughs> this this is us we're talking about you know the mm. the team that had john duncan as manager twice 115 goals in, in a calendar uh, year uh, um it's terrific, and uh, the more the merrier. But the old thing came up at the weekend again, didn't it? Oh, we're going to have to fill the corners in, you know. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, teary, yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, you know, we won't ever, of course, but nevertheless. Yeah. Um, it, it's, if it gets to the point where we're selling out 8,000-plus home tickets week in, week out, then they've done a job, haven't they? Yes, yeah. yes. Because these are historical... Yes high figures uh, uh, yeah and the thing is if we get into the AFL and you'll get a few teams that'll be wanting the North Stand yeah. then so it'll be difficult to sell yeah. tickets in the uh, season tickets in the, the North End so it's going to be well if you want a club you've got to get a season ticket it, it's going to feel like that isn't it yeah, that, yeah. that uh, you know mm. it, it's well, Wrexham are like that now, aren't they? They yeah. they hold mm. a, they hold a few back for international visitors, yes. I believe. And and I was reading somewhere that they they put a temporary stand up. They have, yeah. And it's going. They're not going to. The additional revenue for the fans isn't going to cost. Isn't going to cover the cost of the stand. No. But they just want more people to be there. Yeah. And you know, which I suppose if you've got owners like they've got, you can do afford that. to do yeah. that. But yeah. like you say, filling the corners in, it, it'd take 
25 years of filling every every bit in because of the cost yeah. to do yeah. it. The only thing they could realistically do is build a second level behind one of the ends. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then mm. you, you could keep people coming in while they did that. But that's going to be that's going to cost as much as the stadium yes. costs yeah. with inflation yeah. and everything yeah. along those yeah. lines yeah. and retro doing it. Yeah. Um, but do well, a, or do a, like a Walsall or a Stockporty type of thing. Yeah, when, when you yeah. think we were struggling with twos and three thousands mm. not so long ago, just yes. pre-COVID, when we were struggling yes. to stay out of the National League flipping mm. north, yes. Yes. to this now. Um, and I, you, we still look back, you know, Cookie said it, didn't he, yesterday, about how many more fans we've suddenly got yes. again. Well, talking about the back into the National League, uh, the first season, 2018-2019, in the entire season, it was a 46-game season because yeah. there's been le yeah, you know, yeah. le lesser numbers since then with, with numbers and COVID and everything. Uh, we got 59 points in the entire season. We started yesterday, yeah. New Year's Day, with 59 points. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so you can see how the football's come on. Yeah. And, you know, to, to enjoy, it's the same with a lot of things, isn't it? You know, to enjoy the peaks that we've got. And oh, we're a non-league team, it shouldn't be a peak. You've got to have had the Nadir moments like like we had when if we'd have lost at Chorley, we'd have been yeah. we'd have been playing Bishop's Dortford. Yeah. Yeah. I was there yeah. that day, and those were the two of the most valuable goals we'll ever score. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that the reference is that Chesterfield fans are going to Watford, and those tickets. Uh, very. It was only when they released 400 that it was entirely season ticket holders that were going to the game. Yeah, you know, that had been rewarded. That there you are. There's your mm -hmm. reward from that. And obviously, the extra 400 came out that were gone on 15 minutes on general sale, yes. weren't yeah. they? Came out. But I mean, that is just a remarkable scenario yes. that yes. is unheard of in like. 1992 yeah. do you know what I mean the, 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 you know, in their mind like four yeah. years ago you know yeah. even under at Saltigate well, I don't think we took that well, how many did we take to Derby when we played Derby in the fourth round we cooked like similar sort of numbers yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of numbers, well yeah. didn't go that quickly no oh, we, were, we were league one pushing for yeah, um, yeah. for championship yeah we're a good season, side we're, we're a good side yeah 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 abs absolutely but you know Obviously, people saw what the nominal capacity was of the Vicarage Road end and read something into yeah. it that was never there in the first no. yeah. place, and it didn't help with with that being just pushed around. I think the club probably ought to have said, "Well, actually, we've been given three and a half thousand, and Watford yeah. have said there's no more." And yeah. you might not know the reasons why, hmm. but it's the fifteen percent that they've got to give up or whatever. Yeah. But it is because the away ends half of it, and the other away ends half of it, and so the concourse sharing means that you'll actually never get 5,800 people yes. in that stand mm. from the same club. Half of it's a family stand and yes. half of it's away support. Yes. Yes. So, so, so they, so they, they, they decant down to mm. one of the side stands where the home yes. fans are from the family. Yeah. From, so you know, it, it's, it isn't a 5,800 capacity, is it? No. Uh, uh, certainly for a... No. They've got this big section down the middle and the two ends, yeah. I think, a few rows at the front and whatever. But, but looking, looking back to games we've played since the last podcast that we did and we were talking about those 100 and whatever it was goals during the year yeah the, the, the highlight games really were was the barn at 4-2 and it, it wasn't a 4-2 match because Chester we were 4-0 four, four up when the stoppage time board went at the end of the game and two two late games but that that performance Paul blew our minds didn't it really 
Well, I'd like to say yes. Oh, but you were I was covering you? Watford against Rotherham. Rotherham. Uh, you were Spain. Watford Spain Spain Rotherham. Rotherham. I was just conducting uh, Matt Taylor's last interview for Rotherham oh, United as it? manager. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yes. For, as, as, oh. as the news came through, Tom Bilk did buy me a drink at the Christmas do. So we had to swap for that game. You yeah. see, so yeah. he, did, he did buy me a drink in there. All right. Uh, right. In non car socks off Stewart. Yes, yes, it entirely did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, nil nil at half time, wasn't it? And uh, and in we went, what was it, four goals in about twenty minutes or something? Yeah, it wasn't very you know, it wasn't very long. Um it was almost Solly Hullion in, in, in the rate at which we put Solly Hullion, yeah. But uh, but yeah. And Will yeah. Griggs from Solihull, by the way. I mean yes. Will Griggs is a oh, Solihull right, yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, well then they're not all like that then. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it just kind of, it, but it's just what we do, isn't it? It, 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 it? it does knock your socks off, but it doesn't entirely surprise you. Yeah, um, as indeed do the two goals that we shipped once we've fallen it up. No, no, it was a surprise, really, was it? No, no, because we very nearly did the same against Eastleigh, didn't we? We did do the same. Yeah, well, it was three two against Eastleigh, and and very, very similar there as well. Mm. That was there was a little bit longer to go there, wasn't there? There was only one one goal between. That was a little bit not more nerve wracking, Mm. but you know, to have got three nil. Up in that game and four, four because I think Eastley were on a reasonable run at that yeah, they, they, at that point. Well, and of course, McCallum, McCallum was going nuts, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, him and Quigley scoring lots That's of goals. Yeah. And, and then two proper, proper, proper away wins. The the sort of thing that away died in the wall away supporters love to see. The two nil at Woking and the yeah. one nil at, at Hartlepool were both both just terrific away performances. Paul, I know you were at those games. I was, I was at those ones. <laughs> yeah, I can clarify for that. One. Yeah, Woking was, um, and considering what the Woking side was, which hadn't changed too much from the team that reached the playoffs the season before. I was disappointed to see how low they'd fallen. Now yes. confidence level had dropped in their team. And Kevin was, the was, there, was yeah. there. Tom Naylor Hartley. He is their talisman, the isn't he? And they didn't have uh, Reese Brown. He was on international duty. Yeah. Okay, there's the two, but they had Greco Cox, who was back from, yes. from injury, but never gave him a sniff at all. You know, and you know the Paragaman's a, a you know a useful player, isn't he? But you Cookie know. knows him inside and out. And if, it, yeah. if he was uh, five years younger, Chesterfield would definitely have him yes. in, the, in the team. You know that that. Time. But yeah, you know, just we got the early goal through quickly in the first half and then then settled it in the second through through Dobra for that one. So never really got troubled by Woking and they say disappointed with that. I hope they're better uh, in the second half of the well, season. Well they were nailed on playoff at the start of the season. They were, they? yeah. Mm, people yeah, were yeah. people were we're picking him up, really. And you so. mentioned Dobber, of course, his early goal, great volley, but uh, he didn't hit it as cleanly as he would. But Hartlepool, uh, yeah, Hartlepool, yeah. Mm. It, but it went through a forest of of legs, yeah. and then Chesterfield. Well, you yeah. know, Hartlepool had a few moments, but they, it, that was just a proper John Duncan yeah. away yeah. win, wasn't it? Yeah, and we've not had many of those. No, no, I'm struggling to think of a second half chance at Chesterfield. I don't think they did, did they? But uh, they did enough defensively not to give Hartlepool the stiff either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those where both sides cancelled each other out. They're never going to score in a month. Sundays. Oh, apart from when they brought Josh Umer on and Tom Naylor made that absolutely yeah. stunning Bo- challenge. Yes. But then again, yeah, yeah, he, all he was yeah. doing was running into the box. Yes. Yeah. There was no shot entitled, yes. you know. Yeah. So, so it's I, still got work to do, Umer, and exactly, but it wasn't yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Mm. One of the Mike Jones style battles yeah. that we've had over the last year or two. And then 
on the shot home, uh, a four win. That was from a one down, a rare first half goal from Chester because it was one nil after to old shot yeah. after three seconds, wasn't it? And then one one after four seconds. Yeah, the horrendous miss by the referee on that of Palmer being pulled back yeah. for their goal because he, he he just hoofs it clear if he's not physically restrained and it left them a tapping you know um but anyway we we bounced back did we not uh dj's getting a little bit of a reputation for this free kick business because that was a blinder again um and uh after that yeah we just turned the wick up again and teams can't live with us when we when we get to that point where it's just a, we're building attack after attack this is why I, I get the frustration with the fans but just let the any process play out yeah. you know mm, keep mm, passing mm. it keep moving and keep stretching mm. them side to side and front to back and, and of course uh, kick off time on that day all the shot were in the playoff zone yeah, yeah. absolutely scoring goals for fun yeah. they'd have some terrific away performances they'd not swing them out of the and they're a good side just a few days before yeah, they yeah. wanted to stop yeah, they're, they're seven, a good side and they yeah, gamble they? They, gamb- they leave three up all the yeah. time yeah, so yeah. they're gambling but you've just got to let the team do what they do and what worries me I mean Stu were having a bit of a tete-a-tete yesterday on, on Twitter about this you, we cannot let our tension get on the pitch no. and in the next 10-12 weeks we have got to as a fan base just sit still and let them do what they do yeah. as long mm. as it takes some matches it might take 80 minutes 85 minutes we've just got to let them keep doing it and not mm. moans and groans mm. somebody yesterday were moaning behind me Freckleton shoots he's 30 yards yeah. out mm. you know yeah. what's look at Paul Cook when they shoot from there yeah, yeah. that's exactly. not what they're programmed to yeah. do no. I mean it was it was more likely to hit KFC as he was yes. the back of the net you know what I mean um, and 10 minutes later we're 3-2 in front so just let yeah. them do what they're supposed to be doing yeah, yeah ab- absolutely can't argue with uh, uh, with with that at all and yeah, we've, we've talked about lots of goals scored there if you look at the scoring shots just in the National League Griggs on 12 and then you've got Naylor, Colclough, Dobra, Quigley all on 7 each now yeah, we, we just touched on your 20 goal scorer well the way it's going Grigg will be that man but yeah. McCallum's already there and easily your 11th yeah. but <clears throat> when you when, when the opposition sit down and say right who's the danger man <laughs> They, well, who is the danger man, Paul? Yeah. Who yeah. is the danger man? Well, I mean, you've got that many options. I think, I think the danger man is him coming off the bench. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So like, you know, you've got seven goal scorers on the bench, like Ollie Banks. You know, Joe Quigley's got seven yeah. goals. He's got five. He's got two from starts and five from the five from the bench. And Barry, the, the, I know it was against Southport, but that goal he scored against Southport. No, I've, I've watched it loads and loads. Mm. Of times. I still don't know how he got through that wall no. defence. He couldn't even get in the pitch yesterday. Yeah, James but, Barry. But, but it was too con- yeah, it was too congested mm. yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking Barry will not be coming on no. today. No. Uh, stretched enough was yes. it for him? Yeah, yeah. 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 there was And at I know he did come on. Did he come on at Solly? I think he came on at Solly. Yeah. But that's a small, much what mm. narrower pitch. Yeah. And I just thought, no, Barry's not yet man yes yeah for, for, for that game but he probably will be against Watford mm-hmm. well he might yeah he might he might start so um but I, he, your danger is off he's off the bench yeah. really so um 
you know, you get to up to 60, 65 minutes and people are saying, oh, Cook, don't make any changes until 70 minutes. Well, you know. Well, he's got to make changes at 62 yesterday. He couldn't make any changes. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. make any changes yesterday because yeah. we were bloody scoring. Yeah, yeah well, it well, got two warmed up ready. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then we, got, we scored three goals before we all went out of play again. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and it is, you know, who, and, you know, you've got... Tom Naylor, seven goals there in the National League, nine in all competitions. Nobody would mark him out as a scorer. No. He's never scored in his career. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the, he's, yeah. He's, we're on 25 league games, and that's the best figures he's ever had in his career. I know he's playing yeah. at the lowest mm. level. Mm. He's yeah. played in his career, but he's not a scorer. Yeah. But, but he, he said yesterday in, his, in one of his interviews, it might have been the one on TV, we've been working on me getting into the box, mm. but getting in, I'm, I've been going in too early. Yeah. So him playing that road we spoke about earlier, where he was sat more, sat deeper, more in front of Beck, meant he, when he did go, he was getting into the box later, and he said coming into the box later, they'd spoke about it at half time, meant he was he was coming onto the ball, we dragged everybody to the goal line, and so when he he came in for the goal, he got fifteen yards, mm. and he's a big lad, he's a, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a big yeah, lad. yeah, it was a great, great, cool finish, wasn't it? Yes, it was very, 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 very. Uh, good, no, no question about that. But you know, one of those seven goal scorers, Paul Ryan Colcliffe, he's, he's back to what he was when he first came. Just we've had a quiet spell, and you know, he's had the injury issues that he's got to to get over, and he had illness as well, didn't he? But he, he's back on it. He was terrific in both games against Solihull. Yeah, there was that theory, wasn't there? They hadn't scored since he renewed his contract, wasn't there? So uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, he's back. He's back on it again. A couple of goals, isn't he? Last few uh, few games as well, and. Yeah, he's looking pretty and good. And that shot that hit the, hit the post, <laughs> yeah, know? indeed. When he when he sprinted on, you didn't want to take him off at all. But you know, he's coming in for a, he's getting a header now and again. He scored a couple of headers last season, didn't he? Or getting into that box yeah. with that late run, mm. and that uh, that changed the game in in terms of um, the equaliser, didn't it? So yeah, he, he's a dangerous player all out. And you go back to the the, the four that Chesterfield have got. It ain't just a striker. It's whoever's behind mm. them as well mm. as the danger. So and what was it? Four changes yesterday. They can do all the homework they want. The opposition. They just don't know what team Paul no, is going to play on. on, on yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we watch it every week. We haven't got a clue. Well, you know, it, 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 it could be it could be Jacobs, Dobber, and Mandeville. It, it could be Banks, Oldacre, and Barry, or whatever. You know, who, who knows? You know, and they're they're all in there. And in in my time, I know I know this is the lowest level we've ever. We've played at in modern times, but we've never had in my time supporting Chesterfield a strong, uh, not involved on the, on the first no. eleven no. that we've had. You, know, you you and I have been coming for a, a, a long time, and you look back at the great teams, the sixty nine seventy side. That was a pretty settled twelve 11. thirteen, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, eighty four eighty five side. That was very 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 yeah. vis- similar Same again. Team every week, 16, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, even since we moved here, the 10-11 side, it, it changed with injuries as, yeah. as they came along. Yeah. People like Smalley came in yes. later on in the season, yeah. uh, um, and, and it was a pretty settled side in 14-15, Paul, the 13-14 and 14-15 with, with, with Paul Cook here last time around. But we've never had players of the quality of Michael Jacobs not getting a regular start. We've never had players of the quality of Ollie Banks not getting a regular The way that Banks is playing this season, getting I mean, a regular start. Jacobs, to me, what a footballer he is. Yeah. Deary me. I mean, his vision 
his cleverness with his runs he knows which spaces to drop into when to run when not to run and when not to run sometimes he's as he's a bigger skill as when to run yes he's just a terrific foot I mean that run he made at Solihull oh, uh, where, where the guy cleared yeah. off the James oh, Clark. What yeah. a goal that would have been, you know, mm. outside of the foot, bending into the far corner. Oh, I mean, lovely. danced yeah. his way into the box. And his vision is terrific. And when he's in and around the box, he, defenders don't know what the hell to do with him. Because you, you know, if you go and try and tackle him, he'll nick it away from you, you're going to bring him down. And he can see a pass as well. Mm. He, mm. he plays so often between the lines into people. Mm. But but the, ho- the whole thing about opposition setting up to play Chesterfield I mean just yesterday and I know this yeah. podcast won't come out today but on the New Year's Day game Dobra started off in the middle moved to the right moved to the left so you don't even know where Dobra's going to be playing <laughs> yeah, he, he played in all three attacking midfield with the substitutions and, yeah. and the sort uh, at Solihull away Ollie Banks they were, they were playing an offset I think Danny Webb's referred to it as an offset front three yeah. they were playing that nearly all the crosses from the right hand side at Solihull away oh. came from Ollie Banks yeah. you know he's a central yeah. man yeah you know uh, and that's when that's when you've got King coming in down the right hand side yeah. as well so yeah. you, you, you don't know what it's which going to be so, as you said we don't know what it's going <laughs> to be so how on earth will the opposition know I don't what think, it's going to be I don't think the squad know no. what it's going to no. be either no. What, what I can tell you, it'll, it'll be four, two, three, one. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's yeah, all I can yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Mike Bassett would do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he's the next manager, when Paul Cook moves yes. on, if Mike Bassett comes in, we might be... Uh, yeah, Martinez told a great story about that as well when he was at, at Swansea on the open-top bus parade, having just won whatever it was <laughs> that they'd won with him. Because he played, a, I think it was 4 2 3 yeah. one at Swansea, and he says somebody was running alongside the bus, knocking on the window, he's, oh, fuck! <laughs> in the Mike Bassett style, you know, and he said, "I was just there, I was just there, grinning at him outside, you know." And uh, it, it, it is, and that that you were saying about you've got to stick with it because yeah, the the it's not negativity, but the lack of positivity, I suppose. It's the lack of positivity. Look, we score lots of goals in the second half. Everybody no. wants us to do well. It, yeah, we've we won twenty out of twenty-five <laughs> games. Yeah. For Christ's sake, but in the national when league. we keep dropping two 0 behind yeah. the likes of you know whoever, mm. we've done it plenty of times. Haven't yeah, we? say twenty-two points from losing yeah. positions. I mean, this that's season. incredible. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it is when you when you win quite a lot. Yeah, I'm, because normally, yeah, and we always say if you score first, we'll win. I know that's not yeah. always been the case this no. uh, this season because of course scored first against Altrincham and lost scored first against Southend and, and lost. So yeah. it's not always the you know, score first against Oldham and Drew um, didn't. Didn't score for. I think the only team we've not been in the lead against this season is Maidenhead, isn't it? Because that yeah. was yeah. We equalised in the one-one draw, so I think yeah. that's the only team we've not been in the lead. Against. Probably, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Solid hole. Uh, yeah, we made yesterday. I think. We I was went. thinking no. I guess I, <laughs> I was, oh, Gates said because we haven't played them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry, I thought you were talking about just away games. Sorry. No, 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 just all games, I think. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal all, all round. Okay, okay, right, okay. We've talked about the games that have been, we've talked about the future games. Any little points you want to make? And I'm going to ask everybody for their highlight of 2023 Ooh. as well, so you'll be able to think about that. But uh, anything that we've not got about now that we want to talk about? I think we've covered just about all of my, mm-hmm. my list. I think the only two things that I've not ticked up against are the names of Ryan Boot and Joe Quigley um, Boot 
I, I hope he starts at Watford. I hope he starts at Watford. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, oh, silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah silence no, no, is golden. Silence yeah. of agreement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope he starts on uh, uh, on Saturday. Uh, and Joe Quigley, you know, signed that new contract. As have several players. Yeah. Let's yeah. Not, uh, not forget that's been, you know, drop a couple in here and there. It's so. Cook's always said there's just been too many ins and outs over the years, mm. and he's just trying to find a settled squad. And for for a player like Quigley, who's made more appearances off the bench than he has starts, yeah. what a boost for him it is, Paul. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, nobody would have expected that, would they? To you know, is uh, is. You know the crowd take to him, don't they? But I, d I don't know whether they, they they take it to him as if he's the Will Grigg type of player that they they get. Well, Will, but Will Grigg's still got plenty of outers. I know, yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, you can score, you can make over five hundred appearances, and you still get your critiques, don't you? Yeah. So you know, it's 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 a, it's it, uh, I just mean, one of the finest centre forward performances I've ever seen in the blue shirt. Yeah, all round. Yes, all around. It's that movement, stretching the defence. Yeah, and, and the way that Solihull play with three at the back as well is harder. Yeah. To, to stretch when there's three of them. But he's hold up play and he's he's bringing people into the game. Plus he's dangerous, you know, in and around the box as we know. But mm. terrific all round. Terrific. Yeah. I mean, it, talking about like sort of experienced players again. Michael Jacobs again, five hundredth uh, career appearance yeah. yesterday Was in it? all comps. Yeah. yeah. Liam Mandeville set to make his 200th on Saturday if he if yeah. he gets selected. So yeah. uh, of course yeah. in all competitions. So uh, we'll see. But well, yeah, teach him, teach him to get ill. Yeah, get ill, mate. Yeah, um, but yeah, Joe quickly just buys into the idea that it's a team game, a mm. squad game, and I know he's battled hard because they've sent him out on loan here, there, there, and everywhere, and, and career, whatnot. Yeah. And now mm. he's. He's finally settled. Well, he was at Yeovil a little bit, wasn't he? He spent 18 months there, I think, at Yeovil, or a couple mm -hmm. of years or whatever. But come to Chesterfield, who'd have thought in that January month where everything went pear-shaped, yeah. you know, two years ago, and he's still in. He's just signed a new, a new deal, hasn't he? I know he's happy with it. Where, happy with it. At, the, at the end of his previous one, it was, well, like, we don't want him anymore. Yeah. yeah, but he's, yeah. And he's just worked and worked and worked, and he says yeah. he's fitter and everything. One thing I hadn't written down on my list, of course, is, is Jamie Grimes. I, I didn't. I didn't see the incident with uh, with with Jack Stevens. Uh, I don't know if you did. No, it was wasn't cool. captured on the on the um, stream, was it? I don't think. No, he. Not much of the game wasn't captured on the stream. <laughs> for what I know. <laughs> no, it was like watching with one of those old flip book things you, yeah. you see at the seaside. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, I understand he he lent his head into such a position mm. that the guy could make the most of it. Yes. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. It, it was stupidity. Mm. Uh, and we should yeah we've got previous with Solihull we should yeah, you know yeah. we should well, there was a funny incident with, with with Stevens when he went down appealing for a penalty towards the end and it wasn't given and. Uh, Harry Ty uh, uh, Tyra bent yeah. down to, to <laughs> pick him up and he put his hand and he pulled his hand yeah. away. I, that was really, really. <laughs> well, I, 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 myself and Jamie were absolutely yeah. you know, just laughing with hilarity, unable to describe what had happened for about 20 seconds. Well, one thing I did like about uh, the uh, the Jamie Grimes sort of sending off incident, yeah, Jamie Grimes shouldn't, shouldn't have done it, and he, what, obviously he'd been wound up by something mm. because he came on as sub, didn't he, Stevens? Yeah. He was literally a minute after. Grimes had been sent off. Stevens was involved in another incident as well, where Armando Dobber just sprinted out across mm. and just absolutely nailed him yes. and picked up a yellow yeah. card straight yes. away. And I thought, 
that's a team right there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is an yeah. absolute team. Dobby's <coughs> just come on as sub. Yeah. He's seen what's happened. I'm going to absolutely nail you because you just got yes. my my mate sent off there. Yes. So you know, I thought that was just brilliant. Yeah. And and and, and Grimes plays plays tough, but. He was sent off for two yellow cards at Dagenham a while ago. He's played 110 games since then and picked up 11 yellow cards. So that's one yellow card every 10 games. Yeah. For a centre-off, that's four in a season. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Jones gets 10 in 11 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And so for a central defender, yeah. not to be anywhere near a suspension mm. on yellow cards in this day and age is mm. remarkable in itself. That, that was the only extension, really, that I thought might have been a tad premature with Mike. I know he's super fit and everything else, mm. but... If, if let's hope we go up, uh, will he play much in in a mm. in a League Two team? I don't know. They might be on the bench because they get extended benches and oh, stuff like do, that. Oh, so Forty-three on the bench. Even, even if he comes on for that, half yeah. an hour and whatnot, yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. a lot of shoring up and yeah. mopping up to do. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah big, good good point. Yeah. Well made that point. Yeah, 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 it's I, easy I to forget. Yeah. Okay. So any more? Any more for any more before we decide what our highlights of 2023 were? Well, no. Well, well, I've had a chance to think it because I knew I was going to ask this question, and you guys didn't because we don't do any preparation, as you probably know. <laughs> on uh, on the well, from a personal point of view, getting uh, the outstanding achievement award um, at the player of the year was 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 there. But from a team perspective, one fifteen drawn, one lost, none at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All competitions can't do better than that. Fifteen one zero. I know one of them games was in 2024, so 14-1-0 uh, uh, for the first half. And that's just incredible. And technically, 15-0. Yes. yes. Because that goal should yeah. never, no. ever <laughs> have been allowed. No, that's the older one that we're referring to, yeah. which we all know about, of course. Yes, yeah, good, good point, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was a ridiculous um, uh, uh, decision, wasn't it? But, yeah, there you go. There you go. Hi, come on, who's going to be next? I'll, my, for an individual moment, was Mandeville's winner against Bromley in the semi-final of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Up until yesterday, I don't think I'd heard a noise quite yeah. like it yeah. here. And it was the Barmy's game, wasn't it? Everything happened in it. We had flipping interruptions and yeah. drones. Yeah, we still and at seven o'clock. We were helicopters with all sorts yeah. going on. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, it was red hot. Uh, yes. Game was to and fro. I mean, everything flipping happened in it. And then to come up with a winner of that quality in yes. extra time was just mm. yeah yeah that yeah. was that was a great day and Dobber at Wembley wasn't far behind really, no yeah. but the, yeah, that that's tainted by the yeah. final outcome yes, yes, well, uh, yeah. as a moment yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't it, t it took me a long time to get over Wembley I have to say I'm not uh, yeah. well, I'm not so really I over, it over it before the bus left the car park yeah yeah I was really encouraged that was 18 hours before the bus left the car park that was you I was over it by the middle of August yeah because the result was awful but but I was just so encouraged by by the performance well we were the better team on the day we'd been the better team in three games against Notts County but not won any of them and subsequently so we were the best of the rest Bromley just a little bit behind but we improved in the summer better yeah, than anybody yeah. else yeah. so we're the best of the rest and we've improved the most so mm. I, yeah. I, I, I said to quite a few people uh, before a ball had been kicked that we'd win the league by 20 mm. points this year yeah. it's all a bit tongue in cheek but mm. I, I've just felt right. that we were the, the best side 
yeah. that were left and we've improved significantly yeah. and yeah well you know with the uh, and uh, you're, you're, you're more and on track for that getting close yeah yeah, and, and just sat on the bus, you, you kind of got the impression that the club was going in the right direction, yes. it was in the right hands. Yes, you know, and whatever we did this season, we'd go and do better next season. If um, we had to go back to Wembley again, I thought we'd win it. Yeah, no regardless problem. of disappointment, we've gone from we've been knocked ever. out. We, we, we've been we've gone from <laughs> nearly getting relegated mm. uh, and through knocked out in the eliminators, knocked out in the semi-final, knocked out yeah. in the final. It's progress. Yeah, It, it might yeah. be slow, yeah. but at mm. that rate of progress, we'll win the Premier League in 92 years. <laughs> well, there's a marker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll do a special podcast. <laughs> Preview on that one. <laughs> Actually, a very Beyond special the podcast. Beyond the great. We can record it now yeah. and put it onto storage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So get one of those time. tubes for Blue Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to... Yes, well, I'm just, I think sky is blue, clouds are white. God's got some recording equipment that he'll let us in two years' time, yeah. and we'll be all right. <laughs> I think um, proudest moment uh, from my own personal perspective was doing full match commentary on the uh, national radio via BBC Sounds. I was supposed to do the West Brom game yeah. on my own, so the 3 3, and it was an absolute corker of a yeah. match, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. And yeah. it, was a, it was all about FA Cup football for me proper, that, that proper day, and yeah. it, it didn't matter in the end that they got a, a lucky no, like thing. Because, because a little it was bit a like a the semi final, yeah. you've got the, the guy who scored it should have been sent off. Yeah. Job, you'd got that, yeah. you got that over drama, story, yeah. 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 Hey, it was just it was just a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal game, and, 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 and proud of the team in respects. Not, not so much this year because we've covered that it, it was Wembley it was Wembley that, that that I could never felt more that like we deserve to win on the day totally by by a uh, by a long shot you kind of knew that Notts County had that underlying element that they were going to get that get the result in the end. Well, they got that they? killer instinct. They had that they? story. They had, that they had the story, didn't they, and and whatnot. But it would just be that cheeky Chesterfield to try and nick it at the end, you know. But it never happened. But when the team got together, and there's a photograph you've got of, of the team all together on the Wembley, and yeah. got them together, and they stood there, and the fans were all around. It's before they came and applauded. The fans are all singing, and some were crying. And you know, I was making my way down to the the touchline to try and get some some post match interviews. It took ages to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just felt I didn't feel I just felt proud of the performance that they they put in that season. You know, so. You know, they were unlucky that they come up against Wrexham and Notts County, mm -hmm. that the two sides were better than that season, because by and large, well, should have been mm -hmm. promoted that year, you know. Yeah. But it, I just, it was just proud. It just, just yeah. felt really, really... And, of course, the man who started it off that day, Andrew Dallas, uh, yeah. um, you know, the, the weeping and wailing when he's not signed. Uh, this, this season, today, he started two matches, one for Barnsley in the league, one for Barnsley in the League Cup. For Kilmarnock, he hasn't made a start. He's been 15 sub appearances, mm. and he scored on his Barnsley debut on August the 15th. And scored since. Well, his agent will be smiling, though, won't he? Yeah. Well, be uh, mm -hmm. interesting if anybody watches um, the, the there's like a three-part series of Sky about Salford mm. about their rise, and, you know, and uh, and that Dallas is one of the targets that he went for, and they went into detail, and but they they didn't name the player, but he put some extra little bits on his contract at the end, which Salford turned down in the end, and then he ended up coming to Chesterfield in in March. So I think Chesterfield was very much a last sort of resort for him to come in March, but mm. what a 
what a shift he put in when he did yes, come back. So, you know, yeah, well, so that, I wouldn't that, rule out, you know. That moment against Eastleigh, it was right up there. Well, exactly, yeah. At the top of 2023. I, I, I wouldn't rule out seeing Andrew Dallas again. This is just a hunch. I'm not saying that he that he's, he's not uh, not part of it, but, you know. But just, cl- uh, um Cook's way of playing, he does. He? You know, because if there's an injury to Greg, you've mm. got Joe Quigley, but who you got? Young yes. Harley Curtis is yes. is not quite there yet, you know. Mm, mm. So I wouldn't rule out. Like I say, it's just well, just a hunch. Play, he can play as a nine and a ten. Exactly. Yes, yes, absolutely right. So absolutely don't, right. Don't. Um, but yeah, so it just shows you that we've been wailing the gnashing of teeth when he didn't sign there. You'll mm-hmm. never go anywhere without Dallas. Well, we've done all right with that. Yeah. Stu, <laughs> you were mentioning about the Dobra game. Is that would that be your is that your well, highlight? The, 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 the Dobra goal at yeah. Wembley. Yeah, I think so. As, yeah. a, as a one individual thing, you know, it just, was individual brilliance. Yeah, and, and a circumstance that you think, hey, here we go, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'd been pulled. You know, we'd led for quite a portion of the game and been pulled back haven't we it was a fluke yeah and then you know when when you're pulled back you think oh here we go you know but we managed to keep them at bay for most Mm. of the rest of that time took the lead again you know Um, Mm. and it ended like it did didn't it but as I say coming out afterwards and sat on the bus and just starting to reflect Mm. you know you kind of driving past coach loads of Notts County fans looking out the window with a big smile on my face which Mm. must have confused them (laughs) (laughs) and I'm actually Proud as well that Chesterfield lost to Notts County and not Wrexham because that would have hurt more, I think. Because Notts County yeah. were a good team, yeah, they're a football yeah. team, they're a football they? team, yeah. a really yeah. nice yeah. team to watch. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have liked the, you know, yeah. the lung pit mm-hmm. like. No. So let's just get Mullen penalty, yeah. fall over, yeah. whack it in. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, you know that type of performance from from Wrexham who I didn't yeah. like at all. So yeah. I don't yeah. like them now. Yeah. So uh, personal we were in the arch half the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. we're the only team last season that beat them in aggregate. Yeah, so. <laughs> upon some highlights of a, of a, a recent game, Wrexham. I think it was the one where they opened the new seating, oh, yeah, yeah, uncovered yeah, yeah. seating. Yeah. Was it Newport at home? They played over Christmas. Mm, no, yeah, yeah. Big, big Welsh derby that they uh, made out of. Big Welsh four hundred miles between big the Welsh two. Derby. So, I'll, I'll do a poll. How do you think both goals came? Log throws from the right hand side. <laughs> Correct. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that was just a wild mm. stab goal, in the dark. You, you, you honestly thought you were watching the same thing on repeat. Mm. Well, yeah. here's, here's the theory, isn't it? Here, here's what's happened. You've got Mullin, Fletcher. They've, by this by this point, they've thrown all 17 forwards on yeah. it. Mm. James McLean in there. <laughs> Bentoza's doing the throw. Yeah. Mm. The the, uh, uh, the two. Yeah, they're, they're all in there. The Dolby. two centre halves yeah. in yeah. there. Elliot Lee hangs around outside the penalty area because yeah. he's the last yeah. man standing, yeah. and he's the one who scores the goal usually, isn't he? Because mm-hmm. what a class player he is! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. very good player. Yeah. Mm. He, he is the best footballer in their team. Yeah, like. and Dol- I like Dol- I quite like Dolby as well. He can, yeah. he can play a little when he bit, can get in. When he can get in, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but no, 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 very, very much so. And uh, uh, funny enough, I was reading uh, the other day uh, about pitches, and you mentioned Newport County there, and the pitch at Rodney Parade was awful but I think they've had a new one I think they've had a new same style as Boreham Wood yeah. uh, uh, pitch with, with this hybrid type of thing so if we do go back there next season we might actually not need to take our wellies alright <laughs> um, I'll check on that before yeah. but, but <laughs> Yeah. Wales, so yeah, yeah well, a, a great game in the English Football League that Newport <laughs> yeah. uh, against uh, Wrexham v Newport. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we're done. Um, on Thursday, the fourth of January at seven o'clock, it is the supporters' forum drop-in in the East Stand. So uh, if you've got nothing better to do, pop in and uh, have a chat about what you think can improve your match day. But match days at the moment, 
especially here at the SMH Group Stadium, can't be improved all that much because Chesterfield this season have played in the National League, 12 games here, 11 wins, one draw, no defeats, 37 goals scored, so that's more than three a game, 18 conceded. It's been fun, hasn't it? Let's just hope for the next 21 games in the league and a few in the Cup, we can have equally more fun. So thanks for listening to Sky is Blue with me, Phil Tooley, Stuart Bassam, Paul Fisher, Daryl Carpenter, and we'll be back the next time we're back. Fifth round tie, he put it to the goalkeeper's right, the goalkeeper...